0: whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in his blood through faith. This was to demonstrate his righteousness, because in the forbearance of God he passed over the sins previously committed. So would that uh, Romans passage be law or gospel?
1: On the surface I would say gospel, but isn't this interesting? Uh, Obviously to our Lord Jesus Christ that was law, the wrath of, of the Father for the sins of the world, and yet that comes to us as gift.
2: Five hundred years ago, Martin Luther would gather around the kitchen table with friends and theologians to talk about the Bible, theology, current events, and anything else. These discussions were called table talks. No matter what the question, the conversations always centered around Jesus and His promise of the forgiveness of sins. Table Talk Radio takes up the conversation, bringing the promise of the gospel to our lives. Stay tuned for Table Talk Radio.
0: Welcome to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Having a hard time getting things going today, uh, but we have a special guest in.
3: <laughs>
0: We're just glad that uh, Pastor Wolfman got over his uh, sound effects from last week. What do you mean, got over it? I'm just getting used to it now. Anyway, well, uh, we, we have a special guest in studio for this uh, edition of, of Table Talk Radio. Um, that is uh, Dean Moseman, Brian Moseman. He's a Dean of Students at Concordia Theological Seminary in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Glad to be here.
0: Uh, today we are playing a few games, uh, we're mixing some games. Uh, According to Pastor Wolfmuller's uh, brainchild, yes, I th- you know that there's a bunch of kosher laws about not mixing things together, but th-
4: those laws ended <laughs> with the death of Jesus. So now, what we actually have today is the mix. Uh, I can't the, the mix of Bible be and law and or gospel. This is just going to be fantastic. My two favorite games mixed together, <laughs> making my favorite super game.
0: Uh, I don't think you remember. It must have been a while since we played a Bible Bee because I don't think it should be your favorite. <laughs> That's true.
4: Now, the way the Bible Bee works is how many rounds do we have now? We have uh, three. The first three. one is,
0: is three verses, one verse, and then one word.
4: And then one word. And you have to guess the book from which that particular word or verse comes and then uh and then we talk about it law and or gospel and then you get points There there's double points on the line here for both guessing the book and for saying if it's law and or gospel so i should probably uh,
0: create a little scoreboard here huh
4: yeah and then uh, i think we're going to do a little um a praise song cruncher after that and then uh what's how are we going to end this show uh, we'll figure it out
0: when we get there. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> Got it. Now, All Pastor right.
4: Mosman was the—he uh, was a professor of theology at Concordia River Forest, professor of theology at um, Concordia Austin. He spent oh a year, two years over in England. Two at years the, yes. uh, at the can- uh, Westfield House. At the Westfield House, that's right. Uh, serving the students there, and now he's at Concordia Theological Seminary. Um, uh, to be the dean of students, and he's checking out the condition, the living conditions of the students there by going to Evan's dorm room <laughs> to record the show.
1: Is his room clean, Pastor oh, Mosman? They live nicer than I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> okay, we'll that? talk about the Eighth Commandment after the break. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get started with Bible v slash Law and or Gospel, and uh, the first one is for you, Pastor Wolfman. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Your three verses are as follows If a trumpet is blown in the city which uh, sorry, if a trumpet is blown in a city will not the people tremble? If a calamity occurs in a city has not the Lord done it? Surely the Lord God does nothing, unless he reveals his secret counsel to his servants the prophets. A lion has roared, who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken uh, who can but prophesy? This is a great text,
4: uh, and I'm familiar with the verse, too. The Lord here promises, look, I'm not going to destroy a city or people without first speaking it through the prophet. In other words, everything that I'm doing, both to destroy and to lift up, uh, is first heralded by my prophets, by my servant, the prophets. Fantastic uh, verse there, and it's from the minor prophets. Um, Now, my first guess is I want to say... I want to say Amos but I'm I'm not 100% comfortable with that Are
1: you, are you searching on your computer while we're talking <laughs> No look I don't do that that's the trick
4: that uh <laughs> Oh no, I don't that, know. That's my job. <laughs> Seminar and gag line it was admitted to having done that before. <laughs> no, I well, why don't I go with my first guess is Amos. I'm gonna say Amos. what is the prophet who is the Prophet? Amos. I sure you didn't want to think about that
0: a little bit more. Yeah, I'm sure. All right, you got it right then. Yeah. Final answer. <laughs> oh,
4: man. For the first time. <laughs> All right. Everyone right home. All right, Con- so <laughs> congratulations. Thank you.
0: So two hundred points for that, and then now you're faced with the uh, the second game, law and or gospel.
4: Yeah, that's right. Now, I uh, th- th- there is always um, in the prophetic promise the Lord either promises life or death, destruction or uh, uh, or not destruction, protection. Uh, don't I plant and tear down, says the Lord? But then there is always the there is always the prophetic understanding that all of this preaching is for repentance. So when the Lord promises to destroy a city. He's doing it so that the people would repent and then he would relent from the destruction that he caused. On the other hand, if the Lord promises good things and the people don't uh, believe the promises, they rebel from the Lord, then he comes along with his destruction. Uh, he repents of the good things that he planned to do and he, and he brings along destruction. So always in the prophets, we know that it is towards repentance. Now in this particular verse, there was this mention of tearing down a city. And this is the Lord's uh, promised destruction, his his, his promised uh, law and, and judgment and so that that text stands there as a law but always with the background of uh, of repentance and the Lord would also repent of the bad thing and one more thing we know that all of the prophets preached repentance because they were preaching Christ uh, Paul says this in Acts he says all the prophets preached that forgiveness of sins would come by the name of Jesus so that we know um so that we know that the prophets are preaching the law, so that they would preach the Lord's mercy in the death of His Son Jesus, uh, so that's law in order to get to the gospel. But I'm going to say law on this text.
0: All right, uh, Pastor uh, uh, Mosman, do you have any uh, comment on that?
4: No,
1: that's marvelous. I think that's uh, kind of like to tell us the end here. I see this kind of uh, as Simeon uh, the Nunc dimittis, Lord, let us now depart in peace. He he got this one, and it was beautiful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, All thank right. You. Wow. All right. Well,
4: yeah, you were more ever gracious uh, than co-hosting I Co-hosting a radio show.
1: <laughs> I need some help here on
0: this. You, you know, I, I I have to to make this side note. Um, I, did, I actually never even saw the resemblance until he brought it up uh, a few weeks ago. But uh, evidently, a lot of people have, have told uh, Pastor Mosman that uh, he is is a, a dead ringer for uh, the radio host, well, and you know, TV show host Glenn Beck. And ah. so we'll, we'll go we'll get a couple, couple pictures of both and put them on our website and we'll do a little comparison. <laughs> vote vote in the Take forum. A poll, yeah. yeah, vote in the forum at tabletackradio.org. <laughs> which of these is law, which is gospel. <laughs> 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 Alright, okay, well here we go. Uh now for you, Pastor Mosman, are you ready for your uh uh Bible view question? With fear and trepidation. All right, here it is. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those <laughs> who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth.
1: So first, I need to narrow it down just whether it to where that comes from—the Old or New Testament? Right. What do you think? I would—I would guess New Testament. Okay. And uh, having said that, that does sound vaguely familiar. Uh-huh. <laughs> it should.
0: <laughs> and I would guess uh, probably somewhere in the Book of Matthew. That is from Matthew. Very good. So two hundred points for for Pastor Mosman here. And then uh, now you're faced with law and or gospel. Uh, this is uh, where it
1: would be most helpful to bring Doctor Scare in.
0: <laughs> well, I have his book on my shelf. If you want to read from it,
1: ah, <laughs> uh, the do uh, I find I find the, the the question quite a challenge on the surface in the sense that uh, it is helpful as we're reading scripture to find out to whom it's being spoken as to whether it was said to them as law or gospel in in conjunction then as to, if we want to draw it through, as to what this means to us today. And uh, I can't help but think in the same vein as what was was so marvelously exegeted here from Amos, in in that whole context here, you have the blessed, blessed, blessed. Uh, It's... uh, most good news, if you will, coming in from the words of our Lord in in the vein of, again, in the whole context of repentance of those who, who live in the Lord and the blessings that come in that vein. So I think uh, we'll get some help from our dear friend in my lifeline here, but I would say it comes down in the terms of gospel
0: and gifts received. Okay. Pastor Wolfman, what do you think?
4: I think the Sermon on the Mount is one of the most difficult uh, Pieces of text to ask the law gospel question to. I really do. I agreed. <laughs> it's uh, uh, it's just not. It's not exactly obvious. I mean, a lot of. I mean, there is some law in there. Uh, don't judge, or you will be judged. You have heard it said. Uh, don't commit murder. Um, but I say to you, if you call your brother a fool, you've committed murder with him. I mean, that's that's Jesus unfolding of this. What our confessions say, the spiritual meaning of the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments. So it's the it's really the harshest and severest law uh, in the Bible is preached there in the Sermon on the Mount. But then it starts out with this kind of the prologue to the Sermon on the Mount, this these beatitudes, um, uh, with the, where the Lord is offering their blessings—blessings blessings to the poor, blessings to the uh, to the meek, blessings to the um, uh, to those that are persecuted for righteousness' sake. He's uh, and he, and he's, he's kind of heralding the coming of his kingdom. The Amen. Jews always wanted the, the, come, the kingdom to come in power, you know, in riches, in overcoming. But Jesus is saying, no, no, look, it's, the kingdom is of a different sort. It's a kingdom of lowly, uh, humility. It's a kingdom of meekness and of, uh, and of loving peace, not violence, this sort of thing. And the kingdom is exactly different uh, than what you think it's going to be. Uh, and if you are there expecting the Messiah to come as the political ruler, then the kingdom is not for you. Uh, but if you are the meek and lowly, the sinner, the outcast, the one that uh, feels that you're a stranger to God because of your sin, then you are the blessed of this kingdom. So, but I don't know. Let's pause
0: right there, and then I think Mosman has, has something he wants to say about that when you come back. So we'll be right back. More Table Talk Radio after this commercial break. It's time once again for the Pensacola Lutheran Blind Mission to hold its monthly meeting and dinner for the blind and sight impaired. This one Saturday, March 28th at 5 p.m. at Emanuel Lutheran Church, located 24 West Wright Street in Pensacola, Florida. The Lutheran Blind Mission is the organization that provides social interaction, life skills support, and Christian fellowship for the blind and sight impaired. Of course, drivers for the blind and sight impaired are welcome to join the dinner as well. The meeting's in the fellowship hall and will end at 7 p.m. For reservations, please call Anne Silverly at 850-457-3039 or email her annesiverlee at yahoo.com. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We're playing Bible B and Law and or Gospel at the same time. We just got done talking about the uh, first few verses of Sermon on the Mount, and that was uh, uh, Pastor Mosemans, Dean of Students at Concordia Theological Seminary. Uh, did you have a, another quick word on that uh, on that text?
1: Well, I thought that was beautiful in terms of laying that out in the context of, of the understanding of the kingdom at that time and the kingdom that the Lord brings. So helpful and beneficial. Uh, it is... Uh, as. As we've already stated in the context here, uh, oftentimes the words of the Lord cut cut two ways or cut both ways. And so what is said could be law to one and gospel to another, depending on how it's received.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, okay, well, uh, let's then move along. Pastor Wolfman, it's time for your next verse. You get one verse to decide what book of the Bible this is in, and your verse is this. Thou didst see the affliction of our fathers in Egypt, and didst hear their cry in the Red Sea. What did you do to
1: deserve these things? (laughs) Yeah, look
4: at... (laughs) Thou didst hear... So did you... Now, you tell me, uh, Seminarian gig line there, uh, Radio Clown, are you reading from the King James or from the NASB? That's my own translation. Oh. <laughs>
0: Just kidding. No, that's from the NASB.
4: All right. So they take these uh, prayer. The NASB goes to the Old English when it goes to the prayers. So psalms and other sort of things like that, it switches. So that's going to be a help. Could
2: you—thou
4: uh, didst hear the prayer of our fathers when they cried out in affliction in Egypt?
0: Is that how— it, uh, what, you want me to read? Again? Yeah, give it to me one more time. Okay, thou didst see the affliction of our fathers in Egypt, and didst hear the uh, their cry by the Red Sea.
4: Okay, so it's it's one of the later prophets, or one of the later Lord's people, recalling the Lord's mercy uh, that He showed to the people of Israel in delivering them from the sea, and I would suspect that it's crying out for Him to do it again. So it's going to be a, a cry in trouble. Uh, it sounds like it's though the it would be part of a more of a narrative. So I'm going to take it out of a prophetic book and and look for a historic book to put it in. I just have that. <laughs> and, and I think and I'm thinking then. Uh, this is why he like, doesn't
0: like playing with me because I'm not the analytical. I'm just like I don't know. I give up. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know I'm. What I'm going to say is this is a prayer from Ezra. And you'd be incorrect. Ugh. It's actually from Nehemiah nine. Oh,
4: man, that is so close. you <laughs> right oh. next door.
0: Old Testament, same category. Man. <laughs> All right, so you, you miss out on the 200 points for that, um, but uh, you get a chance to get 200 points for Law and or Gospel. Uh, and and th- look, this is the this is the picture of the gospel
4: in the Old Testament. This deliverance from Egypt. Here, the Pharaohs oppressing them is dragging them down, is giving them all sorts of grief and all of this sort of stuff. And they and the and they, and their suffering cries out to God, and, and He uh, hears their prayers and He answers them by um, uh, by sending Moses and coming and delivering them. It's just simply marvelous. The, the, but perhaps even more marvelous is is that you have in the prophets later something like this. The Lord will do a new work that will be so great uh, that people will forget the work that he did when they, w- when they say the Lord rescued us from Egypt, and they'll say he gathered us together. In other words, the, the cross is such a marvelous work of deliverance that it will make the, the Exodus pale in comparison. But here the Exodus, and especially the Passover, stands as a preaching of the gospel to us, uh,
0: and so I'm going to say that's gospel. All right, and I see uh, Pastor Moseman nodding his head, so uh, I think he agrees. So you at least get 200 points for, for <laughs> Law and Our Gospel, bringing you to a total of 600 pretend table talk radio points. Oh, marvelous. marvelous. <laughs> All right, Pastor Moseman, it's your I, turn then. I, for find it, I find it interesting you say
1: that it's marvelous work that they'll forget, and even even to the fact that
0: uh, so marvelous as it is, they forget it on its own. That's right, yeah. <laughs> All right, okay, so, uh 400 to 600 uh, and uh, it's your turn for a verse and your verse is this vanity of vanities says the preacher vanity of vanities all is vanity any (laughs) idea where that could be from oh no let's see narrow it down Old or New Testament I would say
1: Old Testament I think you're on the right track and uh, not having the analytical mind is my dear brother here
0: (laughs) Uh, he's talking about me let's say uh, Ecclesiastes that is correct all right all right, so you have an idea, law or gospel, or and. Law and gospel, too. That's an option.
1: Oh, boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're you're stretching
1: uh, my mind here and, and, and drawing into the gray matter and the recesses there. Of the whole fact of, if I remember correctly, with the Ecclesiastics is that, that everything around us is vanity in the sense of it doesn't get us salvation. No matter what it is, material things created things it's when you when you look at all of it 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 serves no purpose for our eternal salvation uh, so vanity vanity all is vanity in the sense I suppose you could say on the one hand is is law showing us that you know that is not our God um but in the on the flip side of the coin as, as as Pastor has so aptly put us in the context, especially with the Old Testament and the preaching of Christ in the, in that being the backdrop of everything that goes on, it it serves to point us to Christ. If this doesn't do it, then where is our hope? Okay. Um, but but directly that law would prepare us to hear that gospel.
0: Absolutely, that's right. I, I I'm going to award him 200 points for that. Um, let's put you behind a pastor wolf miller well maybe pastor wolf miller miller, miller can, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me can uh
1: enlighten us even more on that verse
4: no i think it's right i mean that's uh ecclesiastes is putting before us the absolute kind of uh emptiness of life apart from the gifts of god and so uh um and, and and so it's the atheists that we were talking about the unbeliever those that don't have the cross of christ they have they have nothing uh it's it's all just a chasing after the wind and so it's i, I think ecclesiastes serves to show the law or the futility uh, uh of being apart from from the sacrifice
0: of jesus for our sins you know, maybe if uh, things don't work out for me in the seminary, I'll just become a, a, a game show host. Let's <laughs> yeah, hope don't, they work out in the seminary. I don't yes. think Jim can... <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. You ready for your next verse, then? I'm ready. <laughs> All right. You get one word. Are you ready? I'm ready. Jamnia. Jamnia? What is that? Could you give the English <laughs> translation? Yeah, Jamnia.
4: Jamnia. That sounds like a city. Uh Jamnia.
0: It sounds like a city that Paul visited in Acts. Acts. Uh no, that's incorrect. This is actually from 2nd Maccabees. <laughs>
1: oh, you are <laughs> kidding me. <laughs> oh, can't brother. believe you didn't get that. I think this law and gospel game is to actually apply law and gospel to our lives.
0: And show our <laughs> what we know, boy, Jamnia. All right, give us the whole verse then. Okay, but under the tunic of each of the dead, they found um, amulets, sacred of the idols of Jamnia, which the law forbids under the uh, for the Jews to wear. Uh, so it was clear that all of, um, so it was clear to all that this is why these men had been slain. Oof. And um, this is the the uh, context, or this is a passage in um, a broader context in which the Roman Catholic Church draws the doctrine of purgatory.
4: Ah, uh, interesting. So so here they have the um, these amulets from Jamnia, so they have little idols around their neck that they're wearing, and then they say this is the reason for which they're slain, and now how do you get to purgatory
0: from that? That's a good quit Why don't you ask your your friend that you go to lunch with every every, every once in a while? Father on hell? let's yeah. see if he's on Skype. I'll call him up right now. <laughs> uh, um, so I don't know. Can you? I kind of I kind of took law and gospel away from you from, from that one. <laughs> Well, I would say that
4: the Lord kill, would kill someone for uh, worshiping idols. That would fall under the first commandment. You shall have no yeah. other gods and, uh, and be a text of law. How about that?
0: That works. Okay. Well, we'll give you 200 <laughs> mercy Second points.
4: Maccabees. Oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Bro. All right. Well, one more for you, uh, Pastor Moseman, and uh, your one word is uh, propitiation.
1: Does that only show up
0: in one book? There are actually <laughs> multiple books. But if you name oh, you're any, being gracious. If you name any of them, then I'll give it to you. There, wow. uh, according to my quick Bible search, I have uh, three books in which you can name. Mm. I'm going to try Romans. It is in Romans, Romans three twenty-five, whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in His blood through faith. This was to demonstrate his righteousness, because in the forbearance of God, he passed over the sins previously committed. Uh, your other options were also he- Hebrews or First John. actually appears twice in First John. So would that uh, he- uh, Romans passage be law or gospel?
1: <laughs> oh, on the surface, I would say gospel, but isn't this interesting? Uh, obviously, to our Lord Jesus Christ, that was law, the wrath of, of the Father for the sins of the world. And yet that comes to us as gift. Right.
4: There's yeah, a, yeah we, we played that game at the seminary. Uh, we just take words and say law under gospel. And the word that we were playing with one time was, uh, was the word wrath. Is it law or is it gospel? And the answer is, well, depends on who's getting it.
1: If, if it's going on
4: Jesus, <laughs> then, uh, then it's the purest, nicest, most wonderful gospel. But if it's coming on us, then it's the severest and harshest law. So, Yes. That's
0: true. Well, we were about out of time already. That That went fast. Yes. Pow.
1: You know, it was interesting. In in order to uh, come here today, I asked uh, Evan to give me some verses to prepare. (laughs) Now I know why he didn't give me any verses to prepare.
0: Well, uh, (laughs) I I had sent uh, Pastor Wolfmiller your request... And I sent him, what, like three reminders throughout the week? Hey, Mosman still needs those verses and nothing. And so then uh, Pastor Fulmer said, oh, let's just play Bible B2. <laughs> <laughs> if I would gotten those verses, I really would have had a leg up there. <laughs> <laughs> well, the final score then is uh, 1,200 for uh, Dean Moseman and a mere 800 for Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. In the, in the way of the gospel, it's <laughs>
1: all for our Lord. <laughs> Yeah. None for us, but yet all comes as gift.
0: That's right. Well, we'll uh, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. We're gonna play a place praise songs pressure right after this break. Hey guys, it's Evan Gigline. During my recent spring break, I had the opportunity to travel with a few of the students from the seminary to visit Madagascar. It was an amazing experience to see how the Malagasy Lutheran Church cares for the souls in proclaiming Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sin, but also for the physical needs, caring for the sick and affirm. I have been invited by Grace Lutheran Church in McPherson, Kansas to give a presentation on my trip for their mission festival. This will take place Palm Sunday. If you're listening in the Kansas area I would like to extend the invitation to you visit Grace Lutheran Church McPherson Kansas on Palm Sunday, April 5th. The Divine service begins at 10 a.m and after a potluck meal we' begin our presentation. Hope to see you there Our boats could ever hold and I fell down there before him Cry and leave me Lord I'm full of sin. He said, "Simon, don't be frightened. Follow me. You will learn to fish for men." Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We're playing our a praise public, uh, record, by the way. What? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> we're playing our doing our praise song, Cruncher, and uh, sticking around with with us for that is. Uh, Pastor Dean Moseman, uh, Dean of Students at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And this is how the Praise Song Cruncher works. This is uh, a little paper that um, Pastor Wolfman put together for us um, to, to discern the usefulness of praise songs. And uh, to go through the, the criteria real quick, the first question is Jesus. Is Jesus mentioned, yes or no? And if yes, is he mentioned in name or concept? Number two, clarity. Is the song clear? Does it use sentences with, you know, subject, verb, and object? Or is it, do you use sentence fragments? Mysticism, uh, is it subjective or objective? Uh, law and gospel, does it properly divide law and gospel? And number five, is there any explicit false teaching? So that's the criteria that we use for, for discerning the usefulness of praise songs. And what's special about this uh, segment of the praise song cruncher is that we've had songs submitted to us by our listeners. Um, they, hey, I've got a song, we want you guys to crunch, and we're happy to do it. And so uh, the first song that we have here is by Don Francisco. Crunch uh, by request. <laughs> that's right. We're by taking request. your requests here at the Cruncher. <laughs> Doesn't, by the way,
4: the praise song Cruncher sound a lot better than the criteria for discerning the usefulness
0: of a praise song? Hey, I was just reading what you have on the top of your paper here. Fine. If, I if know. you think I that's boring, you need, to, you need to talk to the author about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll call him up. Okay, that <laughs> sounds good. But uh so the first song we have is by Don Francisco called Come Follow Me, It's the title. Um you know, I and I I'm looking at this and this is, you know, the song that that someone gave us. Um I think this would I I don't know if this would be used in the context of like a worship service or, you know, a, a so-called praise song, but it, you know, it's a song that we can listen a little bit to and uh throw your your cruncher at it and see what happens. So, this is the song Come Follow Me by Don Francisco. Me and Andrew, we'd been fishing The best part of last night We'd caught nothing for all our trying Come the morning and the light Then I saw him and he asked me To take him out a little ways from the land was teaching all the people,
1: they listened there in silence on the sand. Come and follow, come and follow.
0: That's the first part. Let me read through the rest of these lyrics. When he uh, when he ended all his teaching, he turned around and spoke to me. He said, "Simon, row out further. Drop your nets once again into the sea." I said, "Master, we've been working since the sundown yesterday, but once one more time, we'll throw them over, just because it's you who say." Now you take take the chorus, Pastor Wolf Miller. Come and follow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Come and follow. Come and follow, follow me. All right. Uh, Now, now James and John were both my witnesses to the truth in in what I've told, how our nets were filled uh, filled to bursting more than both our boats could ever hold. I fell down there before him, crying, leave me, Lord, I'm full of sin. He said, Simon, don't be frightened. Follow me, and you will learn to fish for men.
4: Come and follow. <laughs> Come and follow. Come and follow follow me. Come and all right, all right. Bear 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 right. Bear
0: I think I see a new career. I <laughs> forgot I forgot my guitar. I left it at home. All right, let's take a look at the praise song cruncher for this. Is Jesus mentioned yes or no and if yes in name or concept? Uh, yes, of course Jesus is there.
4: Um He's there. Look at... I can't see the name Jesus.
0: Yeah, it's not the, the last verse. Now Jesus... Uh, no, I'm sorry. Um, now James
4: and
1: John... Huh.
0: I thought well, it's, he was. It's the it's him. It's the third he, person pronoun. Him. He oh, right. Him and, you're right. You're right. Huh, yeah. he said. That's right. We know it's talking about Jesus. I mean, it better be talking about Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's why we have our our on-staff... Uh, pastor here in in studio slash dorm room uh, to help us with the pronouns for an adventurous ride along. <laughs> okay, okay, Jesus. But
4: now, then the next question is the clarity one, right? Is that right? That's right. Uh, clarity
0: is the song clear? Does it use sentences or
4: sentence fragments? Look, I think it. Yeah, it does. It is mostly sentences. I mean, uh, there's sentence fragments in there, but this is a folk song. See, Th- that's the problem. This is a this is a nice kind of uh, folk tune. It's it's this isn't a praise song really. Um. Uh, but rather a folk song about uh, the call of uh, Saint Peter and and uh, f- and it follows the kind of folk songy pattern um, It even has kind of folksy language which I think is n- uh, I think is kind of nice for Peter I mean because we know that Peter had a bit of an accent and, and this sort of and you kind of we caught nothing for all our trying come the morning uh, and I think that's I think that's kind of nice so yeah I, I think it's clear.
0: Okay, how about mysticism? Is it subjective or objective
4: no it's a so- it's a it's a ballad so ballads have the nice thing of being kind of um they're just telling a story and so this is uh objective yeah very good and then
0: uh law and gospel haha i we see law gospel
4: here actually yeah, you do you got to look for it though i mean it's not necessarily in the it's not necessarily in the song but it's in the story see it's in the story of the call of uh of Peter because here, here the, the Lord says, put your net out there, and Peter does, and he drags in all these fish, and then he just is scared out of his boots. Uh, depart from me, Lord. It's, it reminds you of the call of Isaiah. I'm a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. Peter says, depart from me, Lord, because I'm a sinful man. And this is now the, the miracle of the this huge draught of fish. Why do we say draught? <laughs> do you know? This huge know. catch of fish. The miracle of this huge catch of fish shows... Shows shows Peter who Jesus is, and and then and that therefore reflects back on Peter like the law does as a mirror reflects back on who he is a sinner. Ah, Lord, leave me. But then uh, Jesus says these marvelous words, which are always gospel. Don't be afraid. In other words, you're right. Uh, I should destroy you. Just me being here should be the end of you, but it's not. Uh, I'm coming to you in my mercy and grace. Simon, don't be frightened. Uh, come follow me. Uh, and then he says I'll teach you to fish for men. So there's a little law gospel in there in the in the text of uh
0: Luke especially. Yes. And then um is there any explicit false teaching in the song? I don't see any, no. No. I think it's good. So add it to the hymnal. <laughs> no, it wasn't written for the hymnal, that's the point. Oh, oh uh okay. so uh I mean I think we gotta keep that in mind. Look, this is not written for uh congregational singing. Um but you can add it to your iPod right after uh, your new episodes of Table Talk Radio
4: that, If there's room. If there's room.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. By the time you download all of Table Talk Radio, it's probably filled up. And you wouldn't want anything after that anyway. All right. Well, I got another one. You want to do another one? Yeah. We'll see if Pastor Mosman has some comments on that last uh, little ballad that we had.
1: I thought you uh, went through it explained uh, very well. It's I always find these ballads quite interesting. Um, it's wonderful to teach and if, if if this were to be used in church i guess the the question that kind of comes to my mind is the fact of when we when we well what's going on in the divine service obviously the lord giving his gifts and and what we do then is is give thanks and praise and in that thanks and praise is a proclamation of the lord giving his gifts which is another reiteration of the gospel itself and so what i always look for is is when we're Explaining what God's doing and what He's done, and giving thanks and praise, and what the you know uh, we always sing, thank the Lord and sing His praise. Tell everyone what He has done. When we're telling what He has done, is that the most helpful way of telling, or the most concrete, or the the most um, clear proclamation of the gospel we can make? So I see this as a very a song is a very helpful tool in teaching you know the call you said of of James, of, of Peter. And um, but I would question, you know, is this? If you're playing this in church, would people understand this as a, a very hopeful gospel proclamation?
0: That's right. Yeah, I, I think that's that's right. Well, uh, we have another song. Uh, this one was submitted to us in our forum at TabletalkRadio.org and uh, the, right there in the form just plopped down the lyrics and said crunch it so we're doing it and this one is called In Christ Alone we'll listen to a little bit of it and then we'll crunch it right, right after that
3: In Christ alone My hope is found He is my light My strength My song This cornerstone This solid ground Firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace. When fears are stilled, when striving cease. My comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand.
0: All right, let's uh, let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll come right back and crunch in Christ alone as submitted to us by our listeners on TableTalkRadio.org on the forum. You can also call us our toll free number 866-851-5523 Leave a message for us, and we'll hit that question. Also, our email address questions at TableTalkRadio.org. We'll be right back for more TableTalk Radio right after this break.
3: Scorned by the ones he. Cared. To say, till on that cross as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied. For every sin on him was laid, here in the death of Christ I live.
0: Did you know you can advertise on Table Talk Radio? Get the word out about your event or conference, or inform them about your product or service. Sponsors of Table Talk Radio are played on all of our affiliates and are permanently placed on our podcast at tabletalkradio.org. For more information, leave a message at 866-851-5523 or email me, Evan, at tabletalkradio.org. That's 866 851 or Evan at TableTalkRadio.org.
3: Then bursting forth in glorious day, from the grave rose again.
0: Welcome back and to the final segment should... of Table Talk Radio. Still here with uh, Pastor Dean Moseman, the uh, Dean of Students of Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and unfortunately, we're still here with Pastor Wolf. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs>
4: Both you and I are trying to get rid of each other and get Pastor Mosman to be the co-host. That's right.
0: Oh. S- since he's Lord the uh, mercy. he's, he's the Glenn Beck uh, double. So, Okay, well, we're uh, crunching this song, In Christ Alone, which we just played. And uh, Pastor Wolfman, why don't you read a few more of these verses here?
4: Sure. Um, uh, Till on that cross, as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied. For every sin on him was laid, here in the death of Christ I live. There in the ground his body lay, light of the world by darkness slain. Then, bursting forth in glorious day, up from the grave he rose again. And as he stands in victory, sin's curse has lost its grip on me. For I am his, and he is mine, bought with the precious blood of Christ. No guilt in life, no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me. From life's first cry to final death, Jesus commands my destiny. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns or calls me home. Here in the power of Christ I'll stand.
0: All right, there it is. Let's go through the cruncher. Question number one, is Jesus mentioned? Yes, no, if yes, a name or concept.
4: Yes, Jesus is mentioned.
0: All over the place, isn't
4: he? All over the place. All right, sounds good. It's about Jesus. This is about his death, his life, his resurrection, his ascension. The whole creed's in here in this hymn, in this song.
0: Yeah, that's good. Uh, Clarity. Is this song clear? Does it use sentences with subject, object, verb, or is it sentence fragments?
4: Amongst all of the different praise songs, this one is refreshingly clear. I mean, it's quite incredible. It's very concise. Uh, I think it's very well written and uses sentences, full thoughts uh, in every stanza.
0: Okay. We're zipping through this sucker fast. Mysticism. Subjective or objective? Uh,
4: It is... It is uh, it is mostly objective. There's there's some subjectivity in there, but I think it's even in this in this song. I think it's appropriate uh, subjectivity. I think. Why, you know, why don't you
0: tell us when when uh, subjectivity is appropriate?
4: Um, well, look, I I say something uh, nice about the scriptures, and Pastor Mosman gets so excited about it. That's what we call appropriate emotional response. <laughs> <laughs> But our emotions are not the key thing here. The key thing is what's been done for us by Jesus. That's, that's what makes uh, subjectivity appropriate, is, is that the focus is on what Jesus has done. And then now we're free, to in Christian joy, to react to what Jesus has done. So the, the focus is not on our reaction to, to whatever the Lord's done. It's on what he's done. And, and, then, uh, and now we're set free by the Spirit to have the great joy and comfort and peace of knowing these things that he's done for us.
0: All right, all right, let's uh, look at the next one then.
4: <clears throat> so, Well, here's the subjectivity in the, in the oh, okay. sorry <laughs> to cut you off here, but like this. No guilt in life, no fear in death. In other words, I, I stand here, I have no feeling of guilt, I have no fear of death. This is the power of Christ in me. From life's, from life's first cry to final death, Jesus commands my destiny. In other words, my whole life is in his hands. I have nothing to fear in life and in death. I don't even have to fear sin or the devil. Uh, the Lord has done, has done it all.
0: That's right. Okay. Uh, are, are you ready for me to go on then?
4: Yes, please. Proceed.
0: <laughs> law and gospel. Is it properly divided? or Yes, no, or I can't tell.
4: Yeah, I think law and gospel is properly divided here, right? I mean, don't you see it too? Um, in Christ alone who took my flesh, fullness of God, in helpless babe, this gift of love and righteousness, scorned by the ones he came to save. So there, there's the uh the law is coming to in the next one too till on the cross as jesus died the wrath of god was satisfied every sin on him was laid here in the death of christ i live that's that's great gospel that the wrath of god is poured out on his son so that we might have life and salvation wonderful
0: yeah that's good um and then any other uh false teaching
4: no all right not that i see
0: so uh here's another one that's that's past your your praise song cruncher
4: Yeah, yeah, this one passed with flying colors. In fact, we have this little Praise Song Cruncher discussion going on over in the Wittenberg Trail. Uh, Evan is against that because he's uh, anti-social networking. That's right. Uh, But uh, I have a little page and a blog over there, the Praise Song Cruncher, and we put these up there, and we're just crunching through through some songs, and we were just absolutely destroying all of these Praise Songs until someone sent this one in, In Christ I Stand, and it it just came out looking great. And so I looked up a little bit from uh, Stuart... Townend, um, who's the author of this, and he on his blog he has a little thing about how to write hymns, and he has six points for how to write hymns. And I think he considers himself then a hymn writer, not a praise songwriter. That's the way I uh, see it anyways. But here are the six things, and this is pretty good. Study the scriptures. Uh, the best hymns demonstrate insight and understanding of the Bible, and they bring the truths of the Christian faith to life. If you don't know the message of the gospel, you can't write something that will enable others to... To worship in spirit and truth. Be poetic, the second one. Be poetic, not pompous. Combine objective and subjective truth. uh, Or combine objective truth and subjective response, I should say. Uh, Four, look for musical dynamics. Uh, Five, make every line count. I like this. I see hymns that contain a few good ideas, but some of the lines are clearly just there as filler and let the whole thing down. Don't just stick in a line because it rhymes or because you couldn't think of anything else to say. And then the last thing is prune it mercilessly. Once you think you're finished, go through it carefully. Get rid of anything that distracts from the main theme you're expressing. So there you go. So if,
0: any, if we have any uh, aspiring hymn writers uh, listening, uh, they can uh, submit their their uh, songs to and hymns to uh, to our forum, and we'll happily critique them. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we'll we'll be the sideline judges. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, or or if you're into you know. Uh, social networking websites who you know rob you from real social interaction in life you can go to the wittenberg trail too, Uh, facebook or myspace (laughs)
4: did
0: did you notice your your social skills drop after uh, signing up for those those sites
4: yeah what social skills
0: (laughs) oh yeah that's right All right. Well, we've got about three minutes left. What do you want to do with this remaining? We could play uh, 20 questions with, yeah, with we had, a,
4: we had a. Yeah, with Pastor I think that's good. We had a modified. <laughs> someone uh, gave a modified version of 20 questions, and they said this. You ought to start with, this is a listener. I can't believe we have listeners who actually pay attention. They said, start with 2,000 points, and every question you lose 100 points, and that determines how, how much you get. So I'll think of something, and then you guys could how about this? You alternate questions back and forth and oh. see if you can uh, see who gets it, okay? <laughs> okay. So this is a biblical something or other. Uh, and I am thinking of it right now. Okay, go.
0: Okay, I'll do the first one. Is it a person, place, or thing? Oh wait, oh, wait. can I do that? Yeah, thing. It's a thing. Okay, your turn. Old or New Testament? New. Um, is it is uh, this thing found in the Gospels?
1: No. In Paul's writings? No. <laughs>
0: uh, so. I'm thinking either Acts or Revelation. So, is it found in Acts?
4: Yes.
1: Okay.
0: Thing is, it an amulet em- or whatever hanging around your neck?
1: <laughs> yeah. From uh, <laughs> Second Maccabees? No. <laughs> <laughs> a, a thing. Um, hmm. I'm I'm stumped. Go ahead. <laughs> I
0: don't know either. Uh, um, does this have to do? Uh, I don't know has something to do with the apostles.
4: Yes. I, 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 so that excludes all the parts of the Acts that doesn't have anything to do with the apostles.
1: <laughs> Does it have anything to do with the common treasury?
4: No.
0: Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, that was a dumb question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, is it a boat? No.
1: What is... Is it a a created by human hands?
4: Yes. Good question. That Evan, see
0: that that was yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's still learning. He's still learning. (laughs) Still learning how to play twenty questions. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that gizmo that you have, and uh, you know that you can ask the questions to it, push yes or no in it, and yeah, I'm pretty sure the gizmo
1: wouldn't get this one. No. Created by human hands. Um. Is it something used in connection with Jesus?
4: Um, no. Hmm.
1: Is it a car? <laughs> well, I mean, Acts, it says they were all in one accord. Oh, oh nice! <laughs> I need to get my sound effects up. Oh no! <laughs> no, no, leave them off. <laughs> it was made by? Was it made by the disciples' hands? No. Is it something used in worship? No. Is it a net? No. Something they used for fishing?
4: No. Now that's sixteen questions.
1: Oh, but we each get twenty.
0: I thought. Oh, our <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Another segment. Uh, we're running out of time here, though. So. Um, I give up. You give up. I give up. I give up. Explain to us, <laughs> okay? How about Paul's handkerchief? Oh, oh my God!
1: Yes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so this is Acts uh, nineteen eleven. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Aha! Uh-huh.
0: And we still have those today. <laughs> and no. all right well we're out of time that's, that's all the table talk radio that anyone can handle in one day um so uh pastor mosman thank you so much for joining us to table talk radio today thank you for having me all right i uh, will tune again next time to table talk radio visit us on the web tabletalkradio.org
2: you've been listening to table talk radio the views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station we would like to answer your questions concerning theology, the scriptures, or anything else. Send your questions to questions at tabletalkradio.org or leave us a voicemail message, 866-851-5523. Be sure to check out our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.